This is the Rich Eisen Show. I like that they have personality. I'm living my life, man. The grass is so freaking green here, you have no idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Touchdown! And it's the fourth TD pass, Will Levis. The Rich Eisen Show. Mahomes downfield and it's intercepted. Today's guest, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. NFL Network Analyst, Daniel Jeremiah. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Call us, 844-204-RICH, number to the dial. Whether you are watching us on the Roku channel, free on all Roku devices, select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TVs, also on the Roku app, the Roku channel.com is free on it and also on the internet tubes. We welcome those listening on our terrestrial radio affiliate network coast to coast that we're cobbling together so carefully. We appreciate everybody who listens to us on Sirius XM Odyssey as well. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on, sir? Not a whole lot. What's up, Rich? Uh, and DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. How are you, Mike Del Tufo, TJ Jefferson? Uh, what do you got over there? What do you got over there? Well, guys, you know, this weekend, the Cowboys won, the Sixers oh, won, the Clippers won. I won in fantasy football, and I had a huge win in fantasy hoops. So, well, uh, huge because you beat me, but in yeah. terms of the actual difference, I wouldn't say that was too huge. Huge win. Big win. Oh, one nothing. You made me change it, so it's one nothing, oh, not, not by the... I had no idea this this show would begin with recriminations. I, see, there's a word I don't even understand. Okay, very good. <laughs> I'm going to take it as a sign of disrespect. Well, you'll learn it when Michigan takes on your Penn State Nittany Lions in a couple weeks. Ooh. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. Let's start. <laughs> Let us start this program. Let's go. Yes. Let us start this program with a red-hot team in the AFC once upon a time left for dead at 1-3. They have won three in a row. They are now four and three. Just one game in the loss column behind their division leaders after winning the biggest game of the weekend in the best performance of the weekend. And I'm talking about the New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, everything about, you know, beating a great opponent and uh, winning the best game of the weekend. Kind of true. But that said, <laughs> in what world? Well, in the world of winning three in a row and once upon a time left for dead, and they're now four and three, and they're just one loss behind the division leader. All of those things are absolutely spot on accurate, but that's for another moment later on in this program. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about the team that was left for dead at one and three because Burrow. He looked ice cold, not Joe Burr. His calf looks completely done. He wasn't doing anything that we were used to seeing. They got smoked by the Tennessee Titans in the Tannehill era, which I will remember. (laughs) You will remember like it's over? Like we will remember, but that's later on in the program. (laughs) However... Okay, (laughs) this team was done in many people's minds at one and three. I went so far as to say I was genuinely concerned for them because Burrow didn't look like Burrow. And Jamar Chase was turning to reporters and saying, I'm always effing open. And you had to be sitting there wondering, like, wait a minute. 
Is he concerned himself that he's not going to get the football? That game against the Los Angeles Rams, their first win of the season, it looked like they won in, in spite of. Flat out facts, I believe. Even Bengals fans deep down were like, are we are we going to see the, the burrow that we all know? Or is this one of those soft tissue injuries that's not going to heal? And we're going to be dealing with this. And it going to, you know, three and outing the defense back on the field. Is that going to affect both sides of the ball now? Facts, facts, facts. And then the team that won the AFC a couple years ago and threatened to do the same last year showed up in San Francisco yesterday. Oh, very much so. And right from uh, kickoff, Joe Burrow, 21 to 23, 170 yards, two touchdowns in the first half. How's, how's that? How's that for hitting the 49ers in the mouth when they are staggering a bit? Losing two in a row, losing to P.J. Walker, and then going from that loss in Cleveland to Minnesota and losing that Monday night game and then showing up back home and taking on a Bengals team coming off a bye week and looking fresh as a daisy. And when you see the Chiefs, who I'm seeing in Germany on in six days in the booth, on NFL Network against the Dolphins. And you see now just four teams with the same record atop this conference in varying degrees of heat and hotness and health. In the Ravens, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins at six and two. And the Bengals at four and three. They're just going to keep matriculating. That was a remarkably impressive win in San Francisco. They hit the Niners in the mouth and then started turning over Brock Purdy for a third straight game for him. And even with McCaffrey scoring a rushing and receiving touchdown for the 14th time in his terrific career, even with all that happening, the Bengals started turning them over, and then with one particular back-breaking fourth-quarter interception, first snap, Burrow to chase. Burrow 100 yards, 10 catches, touchdown. End of game. That was all she wrote. The Bengals started fast. They kept on top. They didn't let the Niners off the mat. They hit them with their weakness, which is a suddenly turnover-prone quarterback, and then broke their backs and finished. That's what a championship team does on the road. And they're four and three. They finally started playing like the team we have seen over the last two years. Burrow looks terrific running the ball too. He had a 20-yard scamper getting up and doing his first down stuff. It was awesome. Congrats to Bengals fans because you had to be nervous like everyone else at one and three. And now Burrow is stepping to the podium after a big win in San Francisco when you thought San Francisco was definitely not going to lose a third straight game. And they made it happen. They made it happen. This wasn't a game that San Francisco lost. This is a game that Cincinnati won, and decisively so. Yeah, we needed this one. We needed this one. So, big win, but it was just one. We had a lot of football left to be played, so 
we're gonna enjoy this one for a day and we'll get right back to it. It wasn't perfect, that's for sure. We we left points out there and we had some mental mistakes uh, that we got to clean up. But overall, it was a, a well executed game. Uh, but it was, it was a great team win. Complimentary football. Defense stepped up in big spots. Offense stepped up in big spots. Special teams stepped up in big spots. Damn straight. Damn straight. Those are, those are all facts. He's spitting it. And he's himself. He came off the plane in San Francisco dressed as an alien. You know, he's being himself. He's being himself. Yeah, and so back. is this team. Joe Mixon, by the way, he ran with authority. It was his touchdown that also broke the complete back after the final interception by Burrow. I mean, by uh, Purdy. Well done. The Bengals' next game. Take a look at their schedule as they move on. They are home for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football. How big is that game? Love it. Perfect timing in their part with the Bills staggering in victory. (laughs) I think that's a way to put it. I think so, yeah. Then they have Houston at home at Baltimore. They've already lost one. They've got to go to Baltimore and do what they just did at San Francisco. Look at that game week 13 at Jacksonville after a home date with Pittsburgh. There's some fun Bengals games over the next week and a half that have a ton of implications with a visit to Kansas City on New Year's Eve day. How about them apples? Fun, fun stuff. Now then, let's talk about the Niners. Here's a plot twist to the 2023 season. Brock Purdy suddenly becoming turnover prone. He is definitely going through a rough patch is, I think, the gentlest way to put it. He looks like a first-time starter over the last three weeks. The three-week losing streak, six turnovers. Six of them. Three of them yesterday. Lost a fumble, picked off twice, and the picks were just absolutely backbreaking. Now, he only missed on nine throws for 365 yards and a score as well. So there's good with the bad, but it used to be all good with very little bad. And he is, I, I, I'll just say this, um, he needs the bye week to reset. I think this is a good time for a bye week for San Francisco. He needs to reset mentally here. And they have to get Trent Williams back and then Debo Samuel back. Which is, I think, the message that the coach is telling everybody right now. Is to use this bye week for the good. Get better in your brains. Certainly Purdy, who seemed to bang his helmet violently on the turf. Did you see that one? Yeah. And he held his head. I thought, oh, no. Right when Is he concussed again? Yeah. I'm amazed they didn't check him. Uh, that one was very surprising to me. I thought the independent neurosurgeon was going to put Sam Darnold in the game yeah, on the yeah. spot. Yeah. Certainly six days after he was, in fact, concussed. But that was that's for another day. Get better mentally, I guess, as a team. Take a break. Go hang out somewhere, get better health-wise, and come back because San Francisco, wait for it, has got a pretty big game coming out of the bye against a team that's hitting the bye as well. Here is what Kyle Shanahan had to say after the game 
in San Francisco against Cincinnati after a third straight loss. Hit it. No, none of this changes anything with the trade deadline, how we played today or how we played these last three weeks. Um, when you sit and you watch tape, when you're out there on the field, and I know how these last two weeks especially have felt, um, but I do believe we have the answers in our building. I believe we have good players. I believe we have good coaches. Uh, it's up to me to get them to do better. Uh, I thought we started out pretty good, but there's some things that we haven't been able to hide here in these last few weeks, and that's why we got to um, continue to got to continue to push them in every aspect because um, some people do go on these losing streaks and they don't have those answers and you're just living in hope. Uh, I truly believe we do have the answers. I believe we got them on our team. I believe we got them with our staff and uh, we got to sit here and wait about 14 days to deal with this feeling that we have, which nobody wants. Um, but I think we need to. I think our guys need to be pissed off a little bit. I think we need to come back with a little better focus. Um, because it, ha it hasn't been enough and we haven't been getting it done. Yeah, I think the things they can't hide is pass protection and then uh, Purdy having to play from behind and him making rookie mistakes that he's yet to make. Bless him, he's such a sweetheart too. I don't know if you saw, they showed him on the sideline after he threw one of those brutal interceptions in the fourth quarter and um, he handed the tablet back to somebody and said thank you to that person who took it like thanks um they also need nick bosa to start playing like Gar miles garrett and jj watt they need him to start playing like micah parsons like living in people's backfields mm -hmm. now i'm not a tape head i'm not an all 22 guy you know the protection schemes i, I i'd slide the protection to him so I, I don't know what what's being done uh but the past protection's been an issue has been an issue, and Debo being out is, a, is something to, to miss. I agree. Problem for them is they're taking on one of the hottest teams in the AFC other than Cincinnati. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 6-2. and two. That's next, and they're going on a bye also. And they have to go to Jacksonville and tell you what, Duval County wants to put that Duval. Niner pelt on their wall. They've got two games against Seattle, which, by the way, wait for it, is in first place. And Philadelphia, that game that the Eagles are circling as well because of the way Debo was saying how they would have beaten him if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Oh, baby, that's sitting in the middle of all that. Week 10, can we flex that? Niners, Jags to um, Sunday night? Right Sunday now? night right now is Jets and the, and the Raiders. Yeah, no, no offense, Rich. No, no, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, I don't know. Let's get that. I don't know. There, I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I imagine that is a Fox game. I don't know if they they put their marker on it or not. I don't know. That's interesting. Jacksonville deserves for the whole country to watch them because yeah, they are stout 100%. and they are good and they can beat this Niners team the way that they're currently playing. That's for damn sure. Yeah, both no, of them. No the doubt. way Jacksonville's playing, the way San Francisco's playing, and you look at the standings. San Francisco is looking up at the Seahawks, who have a Half game better record at five and two. Niners are behind the Cowboys now. How about them apples? Two weeks ago, Cowboys were eviscerated in San Francisco. They're five and zero, oh, and you're coming on Overreaction Monday podcast as we will do after today's show. We're all podcasts required. You're saying the Niners wouldn't lose to a, an all-star team comprised of all the 31 others. It was an overreaction. I know, but that's what Overreaction know, Monday is all about. You know. <laughs> They're the Niners sitting there at the sixth spot. You think they want to go to Detroit?
to start the uh, the campaign. They were sitting in the perch, the one spot. They're two behind the Eagles now. This is a serious slide here. Now they got half a season to dig out of it. But if you thought, you know, they were going to be a 13-win team, they've got to go 8-1 and one the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to be a 12-win team, you do it again. Seven, they're going to win seven in their last nine, not the way they're playing right now. So talk about your O. Henry-like plot twist to the 2023 season. The once upon a time, perfect 5-0 and Niners have lost three in a row, and their young quarterback is turnover prone. He was dancing on that line. I mean, it's a guy, He it's kind of that you saw the comparison with him and Jimmy. Jimmy took the safe play. Purdy always went for it, which is what you like. Favre, the gunslinger types. And he's regressing to the mean a little bit. Uh, now yeah. and you see the flaw with these Shanahan teams the great stat one in 30 when trailing by three or more points entering the fourth quarter but it shouldn't under be Kyle that Shanahan. way right? they are built as front runners but they should they can't come from behind but they can all but they've got players who can flip a switch and beat you McCaffrey Depot Kittle Ayuk is really good smells it's, like coaching it's <laughs> and I know that's your final answer always with Kyle Shanahan that's your Atlanta roots coming into play right there I, mean, I, got, I know. I got the stats on my side. I understand what you know. you're saying. You just you just said it. <laughs> your Atlanta roots. <laughs> Those are. I've only been there. Yeah, ask any ask any Falcons fan about how his play calling in the fourth yeah, quarter of that just, Super Bowl. You know, there were people who even thought the Niners were nuts for hiring this guy yeah, off of that 100%. Super Bowl. Absolutely. Meanwhile, we're going to take a break because Chris Long is going to join us next later on in this program. Uh, we got to wonder. If the phone is ringing in the Dallas Metroplex today, as Jerry Jones was sitting back last week saying, I'm not the one picking up the phone to make trades. Uh, People got to call me if you want to have a trade, which is a fascinating way of trying to start a business deal. (laughs) And then the Dallas Cowboys eviscerate the Rams. And now suddenly the Minnesota Vikings, who are back to 500 and have a season, maybe they're calling Dallas for Trey Lance. Today, as we are talking, Daniel Jeremiah will join us in hour three as the Chargers, who he calls locally the games uh, for the Chargers radio network here. Uh, They beat the Bears last night. But I I am wondering what the general managers in Minnesota and also Tennessee are thinking today. Because Tennessee had Ryan Tannehill out, and you're thinking, okay, trade DeAndre Hopkins, trade Derrick Henry, Cut your losses. Will Levis shows up, finds DeAndre Hopkins three times for touchdowns, and they looked like world beaters in Houston's old uniforms against Houston. Okay? And what are the Tennessee Titans going to do moving forward? Because that was, holy cow. Understand, it's just one game. And what do the Minnesota Vikings do? Now that Kirk Cousins, it appears, during this program, we will hear the inevitable that he's out for the season with an Achilles that no longer is intact. And the Jets, speaking of non-intact Achilles, just pulled one out of their orifice. They're above 500. By the way, you are what you are. And I just looked at the standings. There's no photographs in it. Chris Long is getting ready to chat with us. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He's on this program. Coming up next from the Greenlight Podcast set. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. All right, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, already, audience is going to rejoin us in a second. But uh, Chris Long, are you there? Let's hop him on. Let's pop him on right here. You there, Chris Long? You there? Yes, I am. Did you hear this soundbite by Charlotte football coach Biff Pogey? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? He, he helped, no. This is the, the uh, he, this is the most honest mid-game coach interview I've ever oh. seen. Hit it, Coach. You played him even in that third quarter. Where were the wins? Well, we rushed the ball well, and we got had some three and outs. You know, we just have to stop hurting ourselves. I mean, it's very frustrating. You know, when we when we don't hurt ourselves, we have a decent football team. When we hurt ourselves, we 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 we're, we're like watching sausage being made. It's just a horrifying experience. Um, and you know, look, this is football. For God's sake, just block and tackle people. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do anything else. Don't talk to anybody. Don't push anybody. I don't care what anybody says to you. Just do your damn job. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? What do you think? Well, what do you, think? you don't know this. You don't know this, but I love the dude. I've actually been to his house. Uh, yeah? He, yeah. So one of my roommates in uh, college, Tom Santee, who uh, played tight end in the league for a second, married his daughter, Melly. And uh, I went to the wedding this summer, so I love Biff. I imagine, I imagine that that's unfiltered. That's him, right? That's him. Twenty four seven. That's him. That's. I helped the guy. I helped the guy put out a fire in the in the field. They were doing fireworks, and a little like uh, grass fire popped up, and we had to run out and put it out. So I'm glad you did I, your I, job. You did your job. Uh, <laughs> I, I was the I was the classic. Like, does any you guys need anything? Like, I'm standing in the back with my hands out. Uh, <laughs> 
But Biff, Biff put the, you know, he's like, he is awesome. That is a football dude. He's exactly like that. Um, I'm a fan of of uh, of that school, Charlotte, and might go down to a game this year. Love it. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's the uh, Rich Eisen Show desk on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. The desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. The host of Greenlight uh, with Chris Long podcast joining us in his usual Monday spot. How good are the Bengals, Chris? How good are they? Uh, I mean, the best, the best bit in sports, man, (laughs) that they suck. You know, the first quarter of the year, first uh, third of the year, you know, they, they stink the whole thing. I think this year it helped with, um, with Joe Burrow being hurt to like reinforce that. Hey, we start slow. I, I, I felt like he went in the hole for a month and couldn't move. I mean, you were watching the games. You were like, sit this guy down. But they didn't move him around for like a month. I think he's been healing on the fly. You know, the bye week helps. And I just thought yesterday, looking at it, it was a great game plan. I thought they really used San Francisco's aggressiveness against him in the run game. You know, traps, that sort of thing. Um, and then I thought they protected pretty well. And as the down went on, and that's an issue for San Francisco in, in pass rush and that sort of thing. As the down goes on, if you've got to play a lot of soft zone against Joe Burrow, his eyes are so great. And they play that high-low game with the intermediate stuff. And then, you know, as the down goes on, the linebackers are sitting there. And he, he one look to Joe Mixon in the flat, and he opens something up. And he's putting it behind your right ear. So um, he looks healthy. He's driving the ball outside the numbers, you know, which is a thing early in the season. The deep outs, the big throws. I don't know if he could push off and make those throws. So I think Cincy looks like Cincy and the joke's on us uh, every year now. And then the the AFC is as wide open as it comes right now. You got three teams, four teams at six and two. No one's running away with it. The Bengals are sitting there at four and three. The AFC North is kind of a toss up outside of Baltimore. It appears right now, and in, in in terms of consistency, until the Bengals show up like they did yesterday, right? I mean, that, that's yeah. the Bills are, are are a bit of a, a shrug emoji still at five and three. It's a wide open conference or it's still the Chiefs. What do you got from it? Me, it it, it is wide open. It's probably been wide open all year. I mean, if you you know, last week we did the whole like I can't believe we counted Kansas City out. Look what they did to the Chargers. I can't believe anybody would would ever pick the Chargers in that division, hand up at different points over Staley's tenure. But I mean, like week to week a lot can change. Now I, I don't panic over Kansas City. They left about twenty points on the field in a division game that is sometimes going to be tough and you're missing Nick Bolton. And I thought that showed up in the run game, you know, whether it's a muff punt or a drop in the end zone by sky Moore or multiple turnovers in the plus territory. It's interesting. When you look at the top of the AFC, it really comes down to home field advantage for me when it's this close. And, you know, Kansas city has to be thinking about that. They're going to have to go to Germany. I think Germany this week and play Miami. I'm calling the Um, game on Sunday, brother. I'll be in the By the way, I said this while you were gone. I'm going to give you your flowers while you're here. I think you're as good as anybody in the booth. Wow. And it's like, you Thank just, you. you just kind of waltz in and do it every once in a while. Yeah. You know, you, you did a great job. I like watching those games in the mornings on Sunday, especially with you in there. So appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. And, and I think that's going to be a great game, a team that flies under the radar and continues to fly under the radar. Cause I think they win ugly sometimes is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you look at the Jags stretch the rest of the season, they have maybe one of the easiest schedules out of these contending teams. I think 
Um, you know, I, I think they play like three or four teams tops, like maybe three teams with yeah, we'll, a, we'll pop that a winning up on record. You, we'll pop that up uh, on the screen for you because their next one is against San Francisco. Both teams coming yeah. on a bye, uh, coming off of a bye. They're um, they're they're going on to one now, and then they come off yeah. and play one another. And you know, Jacksonville is going to want to nail the Niners' pelt on that Duval wall, man. Like that's the no way question. they they're playing really well. Right They're now. playing really well, and the thing I was so impressed about with Jacksonville yesterday is winning that game the way they did. Now, some people look at it and they're like, they turned the ball over three times in plus territory. Gold zone, red zone, like bad plays in that area, and Pittsburgh deserves credit, but you saw Kansas City. They couldn't overcome that at, you know, uh, at Denver yesterday, right. and like they're the class of the AFC and all that. I think that that Jacksonville, you got to be very afraid of this team to go to Pittsburgh, where Mike Tomlin's home dog record speaks for itself. Fell victim to that yesterday. Uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> fell victim to a lot of stuff, including the Bears plus ten last night. Like, what the hell are we doing? Uh, but like, you know, to go there and turn the ball over a bunch and not play perfect and to still kind of have complete control of that game whenever Pittsburgh got within striking distance, they made a big play to pull away. I think it was so impressive. And I think, you know, and Trayvon Walker came on yesterday and, and had a sack and that sort of thing. But I still think, and this isn't to say anything about their pass rush unit other than more is the more the merrier. Like Doug Peterson knows that from his tenure with the Eagles, we were seven deep. Um, they really don't have a lot of great rushers to add one more before the deadline to me would be that would be a no-brainer. Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champion right here on the Rich Eisen Show, Greenlight with Chris Long, podcast host. All right, we had such a good time, even though the teams that are of subject matters aren't having such a good time. Uh, last week in a new segment within your segment called uh, Levels of Concern with Chris Long. Yeah. Can we even have like a, a graphic? All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please. It's Chris Long's level of concern. All right, a round of applause here. What do you think of the graphic? Wow. Smitch did a great job. I mean, that graphic is just... It's fantastic, right? <laughs> it's great. Okay, it's good. great. It's That's called production good. value, Christopher. All right, so let's get the first one up. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, your level of concern for San Francisco is is what? Uh, it's, it's relatively high. I mean, uh, I'm not freaking out, but, and, you know, like we talked about this with Brock Purdy a month ago. People wanted to burn me at the stake because I was like pushing back on him being a top 10 quarterback. Like things take a while to shake out at quarterback in this league. And like the context around quarterbacks matters and that sort of thing. I think they miss Trent big time. You know, like a lot of what they do starts with, you know, getting on edges in the run game, hard zone. He's dominant. And so many times you just think about the protection with a guy like that. And sometimes you just, you don't think about a tackle being down as much, but he is truly a game changer for them. Missing him, uh, having to go without Debo, and then the late game mistakes by him. But honestly, like this is a team that I look at and I say they're used to playing complementary football on both sides of the ball, where the other side's also playing great, and neither side is playing great right now. And on defense, somebody else besides Nick Bosa has to win rushes. I know the guy's getting paid a billion dollars. And you look at the sack totals and that sort of thing. Guy had nine pressures in the first half yesterday. Somebody else has to win. And uh, I think the fractions of time are a little bit off in coverage. I don't know if it's like the minutia of what Wilkes is doing that Ryan's wasn't doing or vice versa. But the time uh, fractions are off for that pass rush group. And you can see it. Let's move to the Chiefs. Your level of concern for the Kansas City Chiefs is what, Chris? 
Not very. I mean, you got uh, not very. I'm not okay. very concerned about them. They have flaws, like. But if you look at the Niners, we just talked about the Niners. I mentioned five things. You like on both sides of the ball. Okay, like the defense will be fine when they get Nick Bolton back. I thought they got. I don't want to say bullied up front yesterday a little bit, but like that was that was that group. Like that group was built to win that game yesterday. I mean, they they pounded the rock. Sean Payton was giddy. He sounded like Bill Parcells in the press conference afterwards. Like that was that kind of game. And like I said, the Chiefs left a lot of points on the board. I trust that quarterback. I trust that coach. I'm not worried about him. What about getting a, a weapon? In the next 24 hours, Brett Veach. What about? I know. I know they already got Hardman from the Jets, but I dare you. I dare you, Veach. I, I don't think he's going to do it. I just don't think he's going to do it. But like, you know, you look back, and I don't like doing this with draft picks because it's unfair to Sky Moore or whatever. But George Pickens comes off the board, I think, r- right after. And um, sometimes I don't think Matt Canada knows he has George Pickens. But you know, like things like that. Um, they they've missed in a couple spots when they could have drafted good wide receivers. Now you're talking about the difference between another ring and not having another ring. And I think it might come down to in that passing game, you can survive being dink and dunk, but there will be games like this. And in the playoffs, one of those can sink you. So I like adding another piece, but I'm just playing with monopoly money here. Chris Long here. Level of concern with Chris Long right now uh, from the green light with Chris Long podcast host. You just took a slight swipe. Uh, at Matt at uh, Canada, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator just, of the Steelers. He wasn't bad yesterday. Well, I mean, the the Steelers' <laughs> offense didn't look good again, or they looked like they were struggling to get first downs again. Kenny Pickett gets knocked out with a rib injury. That, by the way, I should say, moments ago, as we were starting our segment, Mike Tomlin meeting with the media uh, spoke about Kenny Pickett's availability. It's a short game Thursday night. With the Titans coming in, as you know, Jeffrey Simmons and that defense is no, there are no wallflowers. This is what Mike Tomlin had to say. I think the door is definitively ajar for Kenny. Um, you know, probably a game time type decision based on the information that I'm, that I'm holding here uh, today uh, with no structural damage and so forth uh, to his ribs. And so we see how um, we'll go through the week, uh, his ability to throw, his level of comfort, his ability of effectiveness. Um, et cetera, uh, and let that be our guide in terms of determining uh, his availability. What do you think for me about a level of concern here, Chris? First off, I love like Mike Tomlin. I could listen to his press conferences yes. all day. I just love him. Yeah, uh, me but too. also, I am concerned about the Steelers, but you know, I never thought they had like this tremendously high ceiling. Like They're going to have to scrap things out. They've had some good luck in different spots, but if Pickett's healthy, I like the spot for them Thursday night. I mean, like everybody's going to be buying the Titans high off Will Levis. It's awesome performance and everything. If you watch that game yesterday, like it's easy to say, hey, Matt Canada, Matt Canada, Matt Canada. And I've done it this year, but just execute, you know, like he schemed up Deontay Johnson open in plus territory. The, the first damn play of the game, catch the ball, you know, third down, don't slip in the end zone. Pick it, put it on Deontay. Deontay, get in the right cleats. You know, like there are points off the board that they're leaving out there. And, you know, I could get nitpicky and say, I want to see more Pickens. I want to see more Warren, stuff like that. But I thought yesterday the offensive play calling wasn't the problem, you know, uh, on some level that we, you know, we're, we're used to Matt Canada and complaining about Matt Canada. It, it's just too easy to do it when they didn't execute. I thought yesterday was execution. Um, and the defense gave him so many opportunities. They had some nice drives. They strung together some long drives. 
but Pickett hurt and a lot of drops, a lot of mistakes. So what's your concern? Do you, what, what would we say your level of concern for the Steelers is? Well, they're not like, I don't think about them like a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. So it's hard for me to get a, con, uh, you know, get concerned okay. about a team that's not going to win the, it, it, like no disrespect. They could go on a run and everything, but if we're being honest, like you didn't expect the Steelers to be here right now. So concerned? Yeah, I'm a little concerned, but only only if uh, Pickett's hurt for a while. Let's talk about the Browns then. Uh, again, uh, P.J. Walker starting again. He had uh, about two and a half, three really good quarters, and then the Seahawks defense started doing its thing. Um, Seattle moves on. The Browns are now four and three. They're in the seventh spot uh, through eight weeks in the AFC. What's your level of concern for Cleveland? Chris curious. I'm just, it's a curiosity. I'm not concerned again. Like it's the wrong C word the, you know, concerned. <laughs> well, I would have to think they're going somewhere and it's not to say that I don't think the defense is scary and all that stuff. Although I'd like to know who they are because like week to week, half to half it changes. Uh, and sometimes they'll bleed a lot of yards and points. You know, if you want to be talked about like one of those defenses, right. And we get out over our skis a little bit early in the season, we were throwing the Ravens around from like 2000, you know, that's the kind of statistical pace they're on. But then Minshew puts up 38 points. Seattle gets a cushion at home. You know, like if you want to be held to that standard, we got to hold you to that standard. And I'd like to see the defense be a little bit more consistent. I don't think like, I don't think Deshaun's walking back through that door and looking like Houston Deshaun. Yeah, to me that that's just kind of things have changed now. So uh, they're going to have to win championships on defense, and I'd like to see them be more consistent. All right. Then the last one for you, the Washington Commanders, who got Sam Howell doing uh, some terrific things against an Eagles defense that he just had his way against. I mean, they got the most sacked quarterback in the league, didn't get touched until Hassan Reddick sacked him finally at the end. Um, and then... What what do you what do you think about the commander's chance to make a playoff run here? Well, your level of concern at the midway point for them. So actually, I I, I like the commanders. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a division rivalry with the Eagles, and over the last three games, they've they've gotten the better of them. Uh, you know, offensively, whether it was Heineke beating them in prime time or Howell lately. But here's what's in interesting, and I think Bianami's doing a great job. Also, who was the guy there in Kansas City? The other guy that tore him up through the air, the other team that tore him up through the air in the Super Bowl, the only couple teams to do that really uh, since, you know, last year have been the enemy teams. Mm -hmm. And so, like, maybe he has something on these guys. But more than anything, it's your eighth combination on defense in the backfield. And this was the biggest thing for me. They came in this game and they said, last game, we took a lot of chances. Howell's been sacked a lot. We, we scored a lot of points on the Eagles, but he took three seconds to throw the ball in that game. And so like the pass rush, not getting home in some situations, you could say, Hey, they got to get home this game two four is how quick he got the ball out. Go watch the first quarter, every first down wildly productive. They were facing like second and one, second and one, second and five, you know, a first down, a touchdown, first down, quick game killed these guys. And, you know, it doesn't give the pass rush a chance to get home. So you know, for them, it's about hanging in there, adding the pieces in the secondary. I don't think how he's done, you know, like we, we know whether it's a running back in the red zone, uh, they could use one or, uh, you know, it's, it's a nickel, you know, that can play the slot because Bayard, you know, he's in the picture, but can you guard the slot? I think Howie's going to make another move. I'm not concerned about the commanders because I actually think they're better than people give them credit for. 
and the Eagles, just to throw this in there, I'm not concerned about them either. So um, last one for you here, Chris Long, before I let you go to your your show. Um, Who's the MVP through eight weeks of this season? This seems to be a wide open race. No one's running away with anything now. Um, And, you know, Mahomes finally got got on the road in division. He can't. He's not going to be perfect going to the Hall of Fame one day in division. Yeah. Um, three picks yesterday. What, what do you got for me? Who's the MVP of the NFL at the so-called midway point? Do you have for me, man? If you if you do this thing like strictly, if you're like, who's the most valuable player to that team, considering what he has around him, yeah, and the way that team wins is Patrick Mahomes. And I know it's boring, but like, it, you know, I know we don't do it that way. If it's just stats and and the types of things that an offense has been able to do, I think two has got to be in that conversation, right? Um, even though I don't believe that. The, the way we we do this award is like, you know, who who had the, the biggest impact net offensively at quarterback racking up numbers. I think two has got to be in that conversation. But if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I, if you're going if you're going to quarterback, it's got to be Mahomes in my in my opinion. I, I haven't even looked at the stats. Don't need to. So in the ball to Rasheed Rice and, you know, they make a move for, you know, they got MVS and Hardman. They're muffin punts. They're dropping balls. Like he still gives you a chance every week. If you went non-quarterback, it's one of AJ Brown and uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, those guys. In all honesty, especially Tyreek down in Miami, I feel like just completely change everything when it comes to game planning for that offense. First guy since nineteen uh, nineteen sixty one to get over a thousand yards through his team's first eight games. Um, that yeah. is, he, that, that's MVP worthy for sure. Who's on your uh, show, Chris? What do you got? Who for is on my show? Kyle Long today. My, my, uh, I've heard my, of him. my little big brother. Okay. Uh, and then later this week, I don't know guys. Cause last week we said it, it didn't fall through. So I don't want to jinx anything. Okay. we got a couple of players lined up. Okay. Very good. Speaking so. of all, all in the family, uh, thanks to some of your assistance. Uh, your dear old dad is the guest on, uh, what the football with Susie Schuster and Amy oh, Trask good. on Tuesday. He's in how long is in. He, he really it? lets it loose on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> right. So that, that should be fun. He's okay. a lot more, you know, he's a lot more uh, conservative on, on uh, NFL Fox Sunday. Okay. I think you're going to get uh, some interesting answers. He's a stray broken arrow. Is that what you're saying? Stray right. broken arrow. Okay, yeah, very good. Just like the movie things okay. out in the desert. John Travolta has got to go find it. <laughs> you're the man, Chris, you be well, take care. We'll chat right, again. See y'all. You got okay. it. That is Chris Long, everybody right here in the program. That was great. All right, we will uh, take a break here on our show. When we come back, it was a wet day in New York. So how was paint drying? Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Real quick, do you want to ask a uh, Method Man before he goes your your question that you ask everybody about Uh-oh. my hometown? No, 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 no. I, I give you, I give you grief. Okay, look now, when people say, "Hey, I'm going to visit New York City," right. they don't mean visit Staten Island. So, do you think Staten Island is really part of New York City? You know what? I just went through this with somebody. I, I definitely went through this with somebody on Please. Twitter, and they were like, "You know, that's not even." really New York. One of the five boroughs, okay? See, yeah, it's, not a, it's not a vacation destination of New York City. No okay. one's going to Staten Island. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But if you check, for one, Staten Island is the highest point on the eastern seaboard, True. first of all. Okay. And totally second, open. we have the most, well, let's put it this way. Date night, Staten Island is tops to go for date night because we have the most restaurants. Yeah. In New York City. That's right. Holler at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's what? about food and love. Food Staten love. Island. Oh, and football. Because right. right. uh, Curtis Warriors won the whole thing last year. Okay. 12 and 0. Went to the big one. That's right. Won that game at Yankee Stadium. Brought the title home to New York City. Yes. I, I stand corrected. And I won my fantasy football yesterday. Oh, uh, really? A lot. Congratulations. A, a lot, What's the name lot. of your fantasy football team? Supreme Clientele. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty. Supreme cool. Clientele took it down. Oh. By the way, that whole Staten Island chat could not have gone any better than the way yeah. I did. We got to get Method Man back here. That's that was a delight. Here. That's my man right there. That is my I man right there. For my life Johnny, please. Holler at your boy. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey. Holler at your boy. Back in the day. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right. So uh, Jets coming off a bye. And normally that means they're, they're well rested. They're going to go crush it. And when I say wait, they, I mean just in general, football teams. Sure. Coming off a bye, looking good. More often than not, this Jets team eh, defensively again looked great. Zach Wilson, who some I don't know who somebody in New York apparently was getting after him about hanging out in a, his bye week with his girlfriend somewhere, or whatever. I'm like, great, go out, clear your head, come back, and let's go. And it appeared uh, uh, Zach Wilson spent his bye week taking his DeLorean back to 2022 because. The 2022 Zach Wilson showed up in 2023. Honestly, um, without a doubt, looking like the kid who couldn't shoot straight again. Now, doesn't help when you lose your center. That's number one. Connor McGovern uh, dislocated his kneecap, and they're calling him week to week. Now, that's a tough guy right Jeez. there. Yes. As someone who once dislocated his kneecap. Well, remember Mahomes had that happen. We're like, he's done for the year, and then, you know couple weeks wasn't came back in the game yeah and looked like Mahomes. so you know listen you gotta and and then wink martindale you knew he was gonna blitz like coming off the bus and but the zach wilson of 2022 showed up in the final drive 
of the game for the Jets that it looked like it was their final drive when he took two sacks, including one on fourth down. Like, how do you how do you take a sack? Just throw it the hell up and see if you can get a flag. Throw it deep, baby. He just, I mean, looked like the kid who just made us all think this season was lost. And then the Giants said, hold my beer. <laughs> Graham Gano on fourth down instead of the Giants. I mean, the, the coach who went for it in, in his first game as the Giants head coach birthing a playoff season and a coach of the year campaign decides to just trot Gano out there for a field goal to wrap it up instead of just running Barkley, who was their only offense. By the way, isn't it amazing the Giants – who are down to their third string quarterback? Your guy Tommy DeVito from Syracuse, right? Yeah, right. And and Illinois last he, year. He, he it looked like he was a sub above, you know, <laughs> when he ran one into the end zone, and it looked like this kid was going to beat Zach Wilson in the Jets. And I'm like, you can't make this up. And Barkley, it's amazing, Saquon Barkley. We can't pay you. Sorry. We cannot pay you. We cannot sign you long-term. We cannot pay you. But we rely on you as the only thing we got. And he was damn near ready to just stick it to his dad, who's a diehard Jet fan growing up. Apparently, remember he had said he had a Jet tattoo on his arm? He was basically handed it to the Jets, but Cano misses a field goal. Zach Wilson, in two plays, gets it down. The Giants, for some reason, don't lay on top of Lazard to make him not get up. Oh, get up so you can spot the ball yourself. The umpire swipes at the ball, which is all you need to do, as the Jets set the ball themselves, kick the field goal to go into overtime and win in overtime. And I just looked today. Wait a minute. Let me see in the standings. Nope, there's no photographs. They're four and three, which I would have signed for the minute snap five of the season led to a snap to Achilles tendon of Aaron hey, Rodgers. Hey, where are you? In a, in a, in a, you know, in a slicker, getting rained on, standing there, you know, with the Jets, who are four and three, above the Bengals right now, sniffing it. They are above the Bengals right now, eighth in the conference. You are what you are. And in come the Chargers on a Monday night next week. Let's go. Let's go. Good night out. They play the Browns later on in the season. The Steelers have a short week game. Just keep your head down and matriculate. And Zach Wilson, my God. I don't know what it is. It's just, I I don't know. You, you do know. You he's, know what it is. I, I know what it is. He's not ready still. Yeah. He, yeah he's he, still not ready. He just can't play. And then and then, how many times are you just going to run it on first down to Brees Hall for nothing? It, 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 uh, it is so frustrating. I left. I left. The minute Zach took that sack on fourth down, I had to get home and and I left, and I'm in the parking lot, and and Mooch calls me. He's like, where are you? They're lining up for a field goal to tie the game. I'm like, what the hell happened? So Mooch gave me the play-by-play. The field goal was good. This just in. It didn't and, look like it immediately. Oh, my God. It was like the Good thing the, I wasn't looking at it. Hugging the upright. But the Jets are what the Jets are, and they are a terrific defensive team and a frustrating offensive team with some talented players on offense ready for a quarterback to just do it. And could you imagine if the Jets had traded for Kirk Cousins only to have him snap his Achilles too? Mm. I don't know if I'd been able to mentally handle that. You wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I would have I would I literally would have gone into darkness therapy on the spot. 
Susie would be hosting the show, which she'd probably be very happy about. <laughs> well, she always claims she's uh, honestly, in the uh, she would. Have, I, I, I would have been in a fetal position. Darkness. But here you go. The Jets are four and three. Rodgers is out there throwing, you know, putting a little bit of weight on his back leg, which is stupid to see him do this sort of stuff. It's crazy that he's doing it. Don't stupid, for, good. Don't forget about me. Well, I'm, you know, which is also important as the trade deadline is hitting. So. Zach Wilson's just got to get, I don't know what it is, get in a meeting room, keep Zooming with people that are in your ear that you trust, and let's go. Let's go. And as for the Giants, I mean, we're not paying you, Saquon, but boy, are we just going to rely on you when the, you're when all the time. God bless that guy. He's a sweetheart. And dynamite. And for this Giants team, you know, good luck. Two salute. Moving forward. He should ask out. I, 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 wouldn't, I, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. I would not blame him. So much to come. Your phone calls in hour number two, including a surprise that I see on the phone line. <laughs> we'll take, uh, we'll take uh, his call if he can hang on for another few more minutes. But, yeah, Saquon Barkley, you know, if he, if he had the, that one time when he just, like, started working blue – on the podcast yeah. this summer, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so, sorry, Saquon. We're not gonna, we're not gonna pay you long term. We'll give you a little bit of something. We're gonna hold the line at you. We'll give it all to Daniel Jones and everyone else that we're willing to pay, but not you. And then when it's when, when the rain is coming down, figuratively and literally, we're just gonna run you thirty-one times or thirty-something times and hope that you uh, hope that you're gonna win the game for us. And um, and then when you get hurt, that means the incentives we're going to give you. Honestly, he should basically say, trade me. But he's saying the exact opposite, which is exactly why the Giants should just reward him with anything he damn well pleases. Best thing on that team. And by the way, Kayvon Thibodeau was a beast. beast. Yeah. He treated Mekhi Becton like one of those turnstiles on the four train. <laughs> just ran through him. You know, and um, and he got he got Zach down. Game was over. Game was over. And instead, let's not run Saquon one more time. Let's send Gano out there. The Jets put Will McDonald, who leapfrogged over the center to distract Gano, and then Zach Wilson suddenly went back to the future of like week six. <laughs> 